And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reffing show. I'm this one, by the way. He's that one. I'm, I'm this one. I am Darren Beasley. I am Perry Smith, and this is The Whole Reffin' Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Thank you for being here. You guys having fun at Fest? Yeah? <laughs> correct, correct answer. I can't see anything in these. I don't know how Bret Hart does it. Uh, it's I should okay, get... because I can't hear anything in these, so... <laughs> This is going to also be a little bit of hear no evil, see no evil. Hey man. I'll get to be Gene Wilder. Oh, I'm Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm okay with that. Process of elimination. Wonderful. I should probably get these away, right? Hitman style, <laughs> yeah? There's 30 bucks. I'm totally keeping these. Uh, thank you. All right. Awesome. So again, thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys. You're all here for uh, Colt and Chris and the ladies, I know, but thank you for coming in early. Instead, you get... Us. That's right. But hey, that's not a bad thing. We've got an awesome panel for all you wrestling fans, all you Fest Wrestling fans. Fest Wrestling, that's when you woo. Thank you. Big fan. She clapped. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, before we bring the boys out, uh, I guess a little bit about us, a little bit about our podcast. Absolutely. Darren and I have known each other since youngins. Yes, we were exactly since that we tall. were little. But me a little taller because I'm taller. Um, so fans forever, wrestling, uh, fans forever, friends forever, wrestling fans forever, uh, yada, 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 fast forward to about a year or so ago, almost exactly a year ago. Almost yeah. exactly a year ago. Oh. Um, we said, hey, let's do a podcast. Now, originally it was not going to be a wrestling podcast, because we thought like, oh, there are a thousand wrestling podcasts. Well, originally right? it was going to be a wrestling podcast, Okay. but you had that thought. But I was like, no. Better. If you're from a small town, like we're from small towns, we're from Valdosta, Austin, Georgia. Anyone heard about Austin? Woo! Yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. Ninja Gun? Yeah? Yeah. Woo! You're welcome. <laughs> you're we welcome for Ninja Gun. We made them in our laboratory. Um, <laughs> anyway, so what you do in a small town, you go driving late at night and talk to your buddy about, you know, solving the world's problems, correct? Correct. Um, so we thought, like, oh, that's awesome. And this is great. We should record us having conversations and put it out. That's so gimmicky. People are like, have you heard this podcast with these two guys you don't know? Talk about people you don't know. Absolutely. And we'll be very interested in hearing about it. And that was such a good idea. That was such a good idea. That I came up with a really bad idea that it could be a linguistics podcast. <laughs> um, my favorite word is frog. And I decided we could talk about that for an hour and a half. Everyone say frog. Frog. Isn't that weird? It is a pretty cool Isn't word. Isn't that a weird sound? Four completely different letters. I still think it could work. So coming soon, part two of the podcast will be frog. This is just funding for that podcast. It is. This is, this is the step to get to the step. Um, so we actually, I recorded a pilot episode in the car on Darren Unknowingly. Yes, that's right. He recorded it. Right. Because if I said, if I tell Darren, he's going to hold back. He's not going to get the whole story. So record, let's have a conversation. Darren was not having a good month. And I heard all about this month. Uh, was well, the problem is if you unwittingly participate 
in a podcast because you don't know it's being recorded. You might say something about wanting to sleep with your ex-boss. You might talk about um, the girls from high school and say their first and last names. So yeah, upon learning that he had been recording the entire time, I said, no, we will not be recording this. So not that. Or any other podcast. Not that. And we were watching wrestling and said, okay, let's talk about wrestling. Everyone else does. Why not us? We're two dudes, right? We like wrestling. We like wrestling. So we started the whole ref and show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. And uh, we got some people on the show, some local talent, some people from local independent feds, and we saw a guy. We saw a guy who made a huge discovery. Not that we discovered him, but we discovered him. Got our show discovered him. Uh, his name's Effie. Uh, so Effie came on our show and said like, oh man, have you ever heard of Fest Wrestling? And we were like, no, what's Fest Wrestling? So uh, he put it over on the show, so we said we'll check it out. We went to our first show, which was at a vegan restaurant. Vegan coffee house. Yeah. That's where wrestling happens. Not typically. <laughs> in Gainesville. Yeah. Not typically at eight seconds, a country bar where wrestling <laughs> should happen, where punk inspired wrestling should happen. Uh, we loved it. We fell in love with it. Uh, we love the talent. We think they're great. Uh, Tony Weinbender, the promoter of Fest Wrestling. Woo. Uh, woo. He put, he, he's the whole fest. That's Tony, man. So Tony Weinbender for sure. Absolutely. Woo. We saw the fest. We were impressed. And uh, we talked about it on the show. He, he caught wind of our show and liked it. We got to meet the guy. And now we're in cahoots. So we're growing up together. Fest Wrestling is growing and growing and growing. A couple of one-year-olds. A couple of one-year-olds. Yeah. They, uh, they can get into trouble together, one-year-olds. This is true. Very true. So we like Tony. He's great. He puts on a great product. So let's, uh, let's meet some of the guys from Fest Wrestling, yeah? Absolutely. Let's All bring right. Them. As much as they want to hear about our show and <laughs> how frog is interesting. It is, it is interesting. Let's, uh, interesting word. Let's bring out some people. Right, righty, right. All right, first, we are going to bring out one half of the greatest commentary team in wrestling today, Max Gregg. Max, come on out, bud. Are you happy? Wonderful. Grab yourself a microphone, my good man. He's the other half of the greatest wrestling commentary team in all of wrestling. You might know his voice from MLW Radio or the WWE Network, Rich Bokini. Yeah! Now it is my pleasure to introduce the golden boy of grab ass, the weapon of sass destruction, the feminist icon, your feminist icon, a daddy to many, to too many, Effie. He is the former PWG world champion, and tomorrow at Fest, he looks to become the current Fest champion, Chuck Taylor. Last but certainly not least, you've probably seen him giving applause across Gainesville and Ybor City. A man likely to get more applause than us. A high flyer by any other name would not plancha as sweet. Matt Cross. <laughs> 
Delightful. Thank you, gentlemen, for all being here. Uh, as you can see, Leon Scott could not be with us today. He found out Effie was involved, and uh, he drove his his tank warthog Hummer through the wasteland. Whatever, whatever he does. I think he's playing make believe somewhere else. Oh, okay. ooh, sassy. I like it. Very Shots nice. fired already. <laughs> well, awesome. So, uh, what you been up to there? Uh, let's see, we're on day four of Fest. Um, today's my 29th birthday. What? Thank you. Uh, Happy birthday. Appreciate it. Uh, my band, World's Scariest Police Chases, played pre-Fest and Fest, and both shows were awesome. And I've been not sleeping enough and eating... Max plays with a pick. ...eating gross stuff. And Max uh, plays the bass with a pick. I every song. Every single song with a pick. Is that, a, is that a faux pas? I'm sorry. I don't. Um, like, all I know is wrestling. I don't know music. <laughs> Rich thinks it is. I'm uh, not sure. But yeah. So, Rich, um, what's up with you? What are you doing? I'm going to go see Raina Maria in a little bit. All right. Um, and maybe grade, except I'm here for grade. So. Well, we'll we're glad we'll that you're here. We'll see. But I'm, ve I'm very excited to be here. Nice to see you guys. That's nice, nice gear that you're wearing. Thank That's you. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. We, we, we thought we thought better than hey those two big guys. How about how about those two ref guys? And that's half the name of the show. So how about those two guys that look like zebras? <laughs> now, All right, we got Effie. Effie, tell us a little bit about what's up, man. Guys, it's really sad what's going on because this is the end of my retirement tour tomorrow. I am retiring until December second. So. <laughs> We're sad to see you go, but I, I really, I really hope everybody's ready for tomorrow because it's it's the last you're going to see me, you know, until December second. It is going to be emotional. I've had a hell of a retirement tour, man. This month has been crazy, so it's good to end it here. Well, we're glad that you could end it with us and end it tomorrow. Everybody's going to be there tomorrow to see all of these fine young cannibals. Yes. There's, okay, there's going to be a lot of wooing from you guys in the show, okay? So turn on the woo engines, all right? Thank you. Chuck Taylor, what's been going on, Val? Oh, man, just been drinking too much and eating pizza and definitely going to wrestle in a t-shirt tomorrow. <laughs> I think I'm going to have her, like, attack me before the match so that I have an excuse, like, be like, I was going to pop the shirt off, but like she jumped me beforehand. I could not take my shirt I had no choice. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just feel like a pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> as long as we're saying smell is sweet, couldn't be a pile of garbage that smelled more sweet. So thank you for bringing your pile of garbage to the whole reference show. Speaking of drinking too much, here's M-Dog 20. He's been drinking all weekend. <laughs> Matt, tell us about your week. We've, I know you've been having a good time. I'm the straight edge guy, and I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I did pre-fest. Um, bear with me. I normally don't sound like a pirate, like whatever I sound like now. Um, He's yeah. in character. Don't let him fool you. This is what yeah, he does. Yeah. So, again, the straight edge guy is, is done. Um, this is my first fest, my first pre-fest. I've been going really, really hard. Uh, I liked in the little guidebook that said, you'll see Matt Cross like, up there in the front going nuts. I've lived up to that. I just read it yesterday, and I'm like, well, that is true. So, um, I don't know if you can go too hard, but I definitely have. So uh, I'm I'm here. I I sound like what Chuck looks like, and we're we're just we're just we're just trying to hang in there. Help help us. We need help. Awesome, wonderful. Well, uh, yeah, got you guys all here. Let's uh, let's 
open up with some individual questions, yeah, all right, from us, and hopefully if we have time, we'll do a Q&A from you guys. Sound good? We got some, so they got some cues for their A's, okay? Yeah, Wonderful. Start brewing them up. Start brewing them, but keep paying attention. Okay, uh, so we're going to start with uh, Mr. Bocchini here. Rich, uh, how is calling a Fest wrestling or Wrestle Circus match different from calling a WWE match? Night and day. It's, not, it's a lot more fun. Way more fun. About a thousand times more fun. Um, it's, it's fun. It's, it's interesting seeing the way the matches are put together differently on the indies. Um, it's a, I, I, I'm going to keep saying it. it's, it's just a lot more fun all the way around. That's the, be, that's the best way I can put it. There's no, nobody screaming in your ear. Nobody telling you what they told you last week was correct is now wrong this week, and they never told you, but now you're, they're screaming at you about it. <laughs> Uh, so there, there, there's a lot of that, and that's not to that's not to knock WWE or knock the time that I spent there. I enjoyed it. I'm thankful. I'm just having a lot more fun doing this kind of stuff. We'll knock it for you. Yeah, <laughs> you bunch of jerks. <laughs> but but please hire us and all of them, uh, please. Uh, yeah, and don't knock it till you try it. If you try it, kind of do as you please. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So Rich. Um, when we first talked, Rich was kind enough to be on our program once before. When we talked that time, it seemed to be uh, a slightly different vibe. At that time, it seemed like you were pretty content maybe being one foot out the wrestling door. But now, I think you're kind of eyeballs deep. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing more stuff than I was. So, like, the, the, cool, the cool thing for me about Fest is that so a year ago, when, when Tony first approached me to do this, I had been out of WWE for like six months. And I, at that point, I wanted nothing to do with wrestling. I was just done with it. Um, I was very disillusioned and just kind of it's kind of over it at that point. Um, through, through another friend, uh, my friend Mike, who plays in Ladderman, who played here last year, actually kind of put me in touch with Tony. And Tony and I, we, we actually go back. He used to come to NXT shows up in Stark, which is not too far from here, if you're not from around here. So we met way back when, but long story short, I kind of got roped into doing that, and doing Fest was the first wrestling show that I called since I left WWE last year. And it was basically like, okay, well, I'm gonna go and see a bunch of bands that I want to see, and I'll call wrestling. And if I have fun calling the wrestling, then I'll do it again. And if I don't, then I, I just, I don't, I don't have to. Um, and Fest, the atmosphere, and again, the fun, just everything that surrounds this wrote me back in to the point where now so like now I do Wrestle Circus in Austin and I do stuff with MLW and I, I'm calling their shows as well but it's really just about having fun and it's really about it's it really is fest that that drew me back in getting to call shows with Max who's not a trained broadcaster but it's awesome rub and it in no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that is a bad thing no I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm kidding with you. I'm saying I'm saying that you know he doesn't have he doesn't have the idea like you know I, I have to be proper and this and that whatever we just we just have fun so fest is what kind of brought me back into it and uh I, it's, it's just so much fun i'm just thankful to be here very nice good answer well said uh matt cross i'm sorry i hate that i'm making you talk now and now that i know that you're suffering uh you've had great matches with many top performers in our business which opponents bring out the best in you um i really like wrestling uh johnny gargano uh, he's another Cleveland guy, so um, I've known him since he was like a little kid, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Huge Gargano <laughs> fan. He's um, probably in Florida, right? Um, uh, I think Ricochet is one of the best guys in our business. 
Um, he always brings out the best in me. Um, had a bunch of good matches with Ultimo Dragon, weirdly enough. <laughs> I somehow ended up wrestling him like 13 times. Uh, so it's cool to see like the trust level grow because the first time the match was very basic and then by the end he was like nailing with me acai moonsaults and stuff but those didn't come in the beginning so um yeah it was, it was neat to kind of see that evolution so yeah there's so many good guys like in the business now it's just a good time to be involved you know because like everybody's everybody's good back in the day it was like there was a couple good guys now it's like everyone's awesome <laughs> i back that up totally uh, we know uh, what a big fan you are of Fest, uh, Matt, and a big part of Fest Wrestling. One of the first conversations that Perry and I ever had with Tony Weinbender uh, was about Wrestling is Forever. He was sort of giving us uh, the lowdown on that uh, right after we had uh, had the pleasure of seeing you at Pickle in the Tree. Um, you want to tell our audience who may not know all the details of Wrestling is Forever? Sure. Um, my first show of the year this year uh, was in Seattle for a group called Defy, and I broke my leg, uh, and it sucked really bad and hurt uh, physically and mentally. <laughs> um, I'm not built to like be on the shelf. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm the straight edge guy, and I'm like at every show like going as hard as humanly possible. So like, I'm all in on everything that I do. <laughs> so it's really hard to. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's really hard to like be on the shelf for uh, you know three months that I was out. Um, and I had people like kind of offer to send me money and stuff for hospital bills, which was obviously very touching and, and, and nice, but I, I didn't feel guilty, but I felt strange to be in a position where every person in the world's been injured and more or less strangers haven't been like, let's give you money. So for some reason, it just didn't sit well with me. I felt like, what have I ever done to deserve other people's money? So instead of just taking it, I wanted to like provide something. So I'm like, let me start this company. Let me start this brand that, you know, that way I can provide something. Um, and it's three little words that we all understand, right? I mean, wrestling's forever. Every single one of us, when we hear that, it means something different to us uh, as a fan, as a wrestler, as whatever. And I like that it's all encompassing. It's not just, it's not wrestling's awesome or wrestling is super neato or whatever. It's like, it's forever. So <laughs> though like, it is, yeah, though it is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> So it's like all, all the good stuff, all the memories, all the you know interactions we've had, all the friendships, those are forever. But so are the concussions, so are the injuries, so are the you know the good and the bad both last forever. So I like that it kind of has that all-encompassing aspect of what we do because it's so multifaceted or whatever. And I think wrestling in general is becoming cooler because no longer is it like do 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 wrestling. Like back in the day, it was so hokey and corny, and it's like that's not what it is now. Like it's literally <laughs> an art form, and like as everything progresses, like. I don't listen to the music that my grandparents listened to. I don't watch the same movies that they did, if there even was movies back then. Like, every form of entertainment has evolved, except for wrestling, in my opinion, until now. And now, finally, in the past, what, two years, two and a half years, like, and I think, in a lot of ways, Lucha Underground is spearheading that. Like, wrestling finally, finally, finally is changing and becoming cool. And, like, we all, I strongly believe, are, are making it cool and making people reconsider. And just because their parents told them at some point, growing up that it was fake that no longer cuts it like no it's a live action stunt show with one take that you see people dying in front of you and like we're breaking our legs you know like it's very real to me and I, and I feel that so I just wanted to take all of that and, and the passion I was seeing from the fans uh, and from us guys staying up all night and just doing this thing that's not advisable uh, but but going you know jumping ahead first all the time I just kind of wrapped that into uh, some brand that would just help elevate all of this that I believe strongly in, and that was long-worded, and I'm sorry. No, that's a killer. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> Absolutely yeah. killer answer, absolutely. 
the idea that everything about wrestling is forever, from the good and the bad, the injuries, the memories, the nostalgia, uh, and you're building brand new nostalgic moments for, for kids right before their very eyes, like you said. It's a li living, living fighters, living video game, living superheroes, living heroes. It's a, it's a live action movie in one take. I mean, that's incredible. And uh, wrestling is forever definitely sums the whole thing up. He has a he has a pin. Wrestling is forever pin. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> He's purchased something. I suppose if I was a smart businessman, I would throw in. You can get all your wrestling is forever stuff at wrestlingisforever.com. So I appreciate that. Hey, you, so you are a good businessman. Yay! All right. <laughs> so Matt, real quick, uh, you enjoy punk music a lot. One hundred percent. You enjoy uh, wrestling a lot. If you could. If you, what would you choose between never listening to punk music again and never wrestling again? I asked the hard questions here on the whole Redfish show. Why are you calling me out in front of the whole world, man? Because it's not a hard question at all. <laughs> oh, if no. You, I'm the most indecisive person on the planet. If you ask me right now, do you want to live or die? I'd be like, man, I don't know. Like, I say good to both. <laughs> I've had a good life. I'm tired. <laughs> so, a, so, so a sore throat is like uh, death. What, what more is there to do? I've done it all. Um, yeah, you, you can't ask me that in front of everybody there. Uh, I saw the Ramones and the Sex Pistols in 1996, and I never looked back. You know, so that was 21 years ago. And I, again, I, there's no other way of putting it. I never looked back. And it's just, I either discovered who I was at 14 or 15, or I still don't know who I am. But I think it's the former. So it's like, uh, that stuff just made sense to me, and I was like, yup, and I, I chose a path, and I've just run in that direction since day one, and, and you know, for better or for worse, that, that's me, so, uh, yeah, punk rock's my first love. You sweat. You're sweating on that one. <laughs> we made Matt Cross sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Effie, got some questions for you. Bring it on, man. My good man. All right, so, I don't know if we're going to see any red and blue lights flashing, who knows, but um, I think there's a little bit of talk that you might be uh, a one-man hug police. Um, what are we talking about here? So I got bored a few weeks ago, and I, I make a lot of videos um, because I don't have anything else to do, so I just make videos. So I was recording one, and I, I didn't plan on releasing it, and it was pretty much me just making fun of wrestling. I love wrestling. I think wrestling is fantastic, but I also hate most of wrestling. It's pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. So I kind of went in. I kept the video private for a while. I ended up putting it out. One of the main points I was making is I'm really, really sick of guys riding together to shows, taking Instagrams together, you get to the show, and then they're supposed to be in this heated match where I'm supposed to believe they don't like each other. And then at the end of the match, they're hugging and holding each other's hand up. Like, everyone knows wrestling is fake. We, we I, I, I think Rich disagrees with you. I know. I, I, I think Rich is hugging me right now. Everyone knows that. But for me, there's these really, really tiny moments where you're looking up at a wrestling match and you're going, shit, I don't know. Like, maybe they do hate each other. I had a match one time, and the guy's wife came up to him after and was like, did something go wrong? Do you guys really hate each other? Like, what just happened in there? And that's all I want. So this idea that you've got to, like, hold each other's hand and be proud and, like, put up your practice videos of the same moves you're gonna do the next night where everything is in perfect coordinated sequence and then at the end you're so proud of each other and you're holding each other's hand up, I'm over it. And I want people to hate each other again. And I want people to have that little questioning <laughs> moment where they're going, 
yeah, like that was cool athletic skill, but also like I think he might have tried to kill that guy in a second, you know. And Leon's not here, but I think we had some matches this year where we really tried to do that. Fest has a lot of different types of wrestling going on in it, and there's always moves where I'm like, I can never do that move, but it's such a cool move. I don't have to be that guy. Me and Leon tried to tell some stories this year where we had a fans bring the weapons match, where he interfered in a lot of stuff I was doing, where we did a dog collar match, and I wanted there to feel like there was this really genuine hate between us, and I wanted there to be a moment between us where, you know, he's he's hurting me so bad, or I'm hurting him so bad, or it feels that way, to where you're not sure what's kind of real anymore. Because that's really the only kind of, you know, kayfabe we have left, because everybody feels like they're behind the scenes on everything. Sure, absolutely. Can I add to that really? Please. That's a question that gets asked a lot to wrestlers in general, I think. And the way I always say it is that, like, every one of us has a job. Do you like every single person at your job? No. No, you don't, right? You don't. That's the fact. So imagine if your job was now combat-based. So I'll just leave that there to, like, you know, so that those moments don't have to be crafted. I, I, I want to add something to that, too, is that, you're saying I, I'm, I'm we saw we started seeing this a couple years ago where after every match everybody's shaking hands and they're posting stuff on Twitter hey awesome match whatever 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 like I'm, I'm, I'm less bothered by the car ride home with guys posting hey thanks to fest for a great match and thanks to Effie for a great match whatever the thing that really bothers me is that when you watch a match and you get so invested into what's going on and there is that delineation where you're trying to figure out like Maybe that was real, but I don't know. The thing that really bothers me is that so somebody's getting killed or whatever, and the match is over, and then the other guy puts the other guy over that he just killed, and they shake hands and they hold their hands up or whatever. Like I know it's I'm basically rehashing what you said, but like let's tell a story and let's not kill the story that we just told. You can do that, you know. We can thank each other on on Twitter later or, or Instagram later, but in the story, like how many times have you seen somebody? get powerbombed, say, into, like, the ring apron. And the match is over, and now five minutes later, he's up and he's shaking hands and he's high-fiving everybody and he's putting over the guy that he just, that he just wrestled with. We know it's a show, but at least let us buy, buy into the show for the length of time that the show is going on. And afterwards, if you want to thank each other, I don't know, that's just something that, that, that started to kind of bug me over the past couple of years. Like, and it's every match. It's, it's not even, like, main events anymore. It's, like, the third match on the show where there's a big spot and now these guys are taking curtain calls and they're shaking each other's hands and they're cutting promos after the match. It's like, you just killed the rest of the show for everybody. I mean, you, you all have good points. I think uh, the thing is there's, you see a lot of the same stuff anywhere you, anywhere you look at wrestling, anywhere you go to watch wrestling because there is so much product out there right now. So it's easy to be like, they do this all the time, they do this all the time. Like, no, this is the one time they've done it like ever at a show, but you just saw it here, you just saw it here, you just saw it here. So it's, it's got to be tough nowadays to do something new and original. And uh, thank God for Fest, they tried to do that. They keep trying to do that. And uh, I appreciate that for surfing. Chuck, you look lonely, bud. <laughs> Let's ask you a question, buddy. Um, <laughs> I like this question a lot because it's my question. Uh, between, your, between your finisher being called the Awful Waffle, which is a Salute Your Shorts reference, Nickelodeon TV show, uh, and your former entrance music, Hey Sandy, by the band Polaris, theme song from the band or from the uh, show uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Would you say that early days Nickelodeon had a big impact on your life? 
Uh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, I love those old shows. And then you get stuck in that kind of like goofy Arrested Development part where you refuse to grow up. And now I've, I've grown up and I've changed my entrance music. But the move's still called The Awful Waffle. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful move. Thank you. It's very dangerous. I shouldn't do it. <laughs> That's their problem, and Chuck. I do, I'd say one out of about ten times, and I don't mean to get graphic here, but I'll drop the person right onto the head of my penis. <laughs> I'm sorry again. I don't mean to do it, but like, so I'll hit the move, boom, and I'm supposed to be all excited. I won. I finally I, you know, bested my opponent, but I'm sitting there going, oh, my dick, my dick, my dick, my dick. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. So if you ever see me going like this at the end of a match, you know, you know what happened. We look forward to seeing that tomorrow night. It's entirely possible. <laughs> tomorrow night, you face Sue Young for the Fest Championship. Now, last year, we saw you fight Eric Cannon out into the streets. Yes? Yes. And we will see something as insane tomorrow night, I'm sure as you, you try to take the belt off of Sue Young, and uh, I know she's not going to relinquish the title easily. No, oh, man, she's crazy. She's like real world crazy. She's gonna try to hurt me. I'm nervous. I'm ner I shouldn't be nervous to fight a 130 pound girl, but I'm for real f afraid for my life tomorrow. She has a presence. She has an aura about her, for sure. Yeah, uh, Max, insanity. do you have a, a favorite fest wrestling match that you've called? Forget that a lot of the people that you've called matches for are next to you. Um, Don't spare any feelings. That's a tricky one because obviously I get to call matches for world-class wrestlers such as Chuck and Matt and Leo Rush and stuff like that. But <laughs> what I'm getting to about Effie is Effie and Leon Scott have had this, what was it, nine-month feud, and it was some of my favorite matches I've called just because every show built to the next show and that's what you want as a wrestling fan is a story going along the way and i was thrilled the whole time hey thanks no problem <laughs> um can i back up one second please have, have you wrestled sue before uh grab, grab no. a mic no i don't no okay i know you're talking about the the real pain we did that ladder match, and she got in my face in the corner and screamed down my throat, and that was the most psychologically I've been ruined by something. <laughs> I legitimately, she was like, I'm just going to scream in your face. It'll be cool. That was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> she was within an inch of my mouth screaming, and I was, you know, I was scared for my life. Why are you doing this? I'm already nervous. I told you. Because I start shaking. Now I just got to drink. I'm oh. just worried about you, man. Uh, okay, I think we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some general questions for anyone to answer. We're kind of going into that format anyway, which is totally fine. I like all the feedback we're getting from you guys. Um, strangest request made by a fan. I'm jumping in. Please. Um, oh, I'm sure you have heard some stuff. Mike's on. Mike's on. I did I did a show in a um, in a barn last year, and this mom came up to me and asked if I would sign her daughter's forehead with a sharpie. And I was like, are you sure about this? She said, yeah, I'm totally sure about this. I signed that little girl's forehead, and I took a picture with her, and I was so proud and honored, but what a weird thing to do. I'm standing in a barn, they're raffling off banana nut bread, and I'm autographing this girl's face. <laughs> how, how old is this child? 
you know, in South Georgia, you can't really tell how old people are because they could be 26 or 12, and I just assume no one is of legal age. So she's somewhere in there. But I signed her forehead. It wasn't anything too weird, right? Right, right. No, that's kind of weird in itself. Um, <laughs> nice. Anyone else want to chime in? The weirdest part about that question is I'm going through all of the things in my head, and I'm like, no, none of those are worth telling because they're all normalized, but they're all weird. <laughs> so that's the weirdest part. So I'm like, you know, obviously there's offers for like clothes and ring-worn gear and ring-worn clothes and underwear and whatever, and then people wanting to pay you to like pile drive them and stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, like people have broken their necks doing that, and like you're gonna pay me to like potentially break your neck, <laughs> I guess. But again, it was the funniest part was just that I was like, oh, that's all normal run-of-the-mill stuff, so I have nothing to add. But. <laughs> Oh, no, that's, that's our world, I guess. That's pretty strange. And I wish, uh, well, the cool thing about Fest Wrestling is how diverse it is. And I say that seeing, you know, these five white males next to me. Um, <laughs> every, every uh, obviously we reached out to some of the ladies. They've got other stuff going on. Um, but, man, I wish we had uh, a, a lady wrestler here. Man, just the retweets on Twitter alone. This guy asked me to eat a banana for five bucks. Like, I mean, stuff like that is just bizarre to me. I, I had somebody email me and ask me if I was interested in doing apartment wrestling. <laughs> I'm like, you realize I'm an announcer, right? <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's the weirdest part. I'm not a wrestler, stupid. No, they want you to announce their apartment <laughs> wrestling fed. You know, if the check cleared, I'd do it. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so jealous of all these weird things you guys get asked to do. I would do them all. I would do all these in a heartbeat. Gladly. As long as I don't have to get my underwear and wrestle some, some big guy around his apartment, I'll, I'll call the action. I don't care. I'll do that. Yeah, I got no problem doing that. <laughs> Hit me up. I, my email is on my Twitter. Email me, and I will come to your apartment and fight you in your underwear. <laughs> That's an open challenge, all you apartment wrestlers. No, I mean, Chuck but, Taylor's coming for you. But the real thing is, I was talking to somebody, one of the female talents last year at WrestleMania, and I was like, what's, what's the plans for the rest of your weekend? And she was like, I have 13 customs set up tomorrow. And they were paying her 200 per video to do these really weird fetishy matches, and we're missing out on it. <laughs> That's because unfair. Yeah, I feel like there's a market for us to do this. Um, the market starts at this door, and Perry and I will start taking money, and uh, we'll, we'll write it down. So uh, think of your ideas. They're clearly into it. I'm over here emailing Rich. I should be emailing Chuck. <laughs> All right, as long as we are asking these types of questions, I do have one more for Effie. All right, so there are two other people on this panel who get in the squared circle and do things similar to what you do. There's one uh, gentleman who is not here, well, who we, I would like you to consider in this uh, scenario. That would be Tony Weinbender of Fest and Fest Wrestling. Chuck Taylor, Matt Cross, Tony Weinbender, Effie. Mary fuck, kill. <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay. You thought you were on the spot, Matt. Effie's on the spot. <sighs> And I can't combine any of the of three. Of course not. No, we're playing oh, by the rules. Man. This is the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. <laughs> I've right. only heard that seven times. Um, you know, I, I tell people I'm a daddy, but the, the daddy of them all is Matt Cross over here. So I'm going to marry Matt. Um, That's sweet. That's a sweet. Are Tony, you going to, are you going to officiate your own wedding? Am I going to officiate my own wedding? I can't. Wedding? I legally can in this state in South Carolina. So let's, let's get it going. All right. Um, After we sign up all the fetish videos, <laughs> ceremony in the lounge. So uh, Tony's really added a lot to my life this year. So I, I feel like I wouldn't call it a pity fuck, but <laughs> I, I would fuck him. 
I know, I, and I'm, I see his wife sitting over here right now, and I'm just telling her to close her ears, but, you know, me and Tony had a really romantic time in Orlando last year, and, um, you know, it's not something I want to consider full-time, but, you know, one night, it could be fun. You guys disappeared uh, after Evolve that night, didn't We you? did disappear yeah, after Evolve to the parking lot. Um, I get killed all the time in these situations. Okay, but here's I get killed every and let time. Me let me clear the air, Chuck. Here's where I'm going to kill Hitler, you. Osama bin Laden, Chuck Dustin. Taylor. Which one you... Oh, I killed <laughs> Dustin easily, yeah. Here's why. Bin Laden's um, already dead. I got to go to my first uh, PWG Bola a few years ago. I was so stoked. Um, Chuck, you were not announced for the card. I think I've told you this story three times, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, you were not announced for the card. I saw you were there. I was really excited. I didn't know if you were just going to do commentary or whatever. And I bought one of your shirts, and you told me you were sorry for me for paying for your shirt. Oh, that's yeah. vintage. And then when I told you that again, I said, look, man, you said you were sorry I was even giving you money for a shirt. You said sorry again. Yeah. No, I still feel that way. Um, <laughs> anytime someone tries to buy something for me, I'm like, are you sure? Like, I was so sure, really? man, in my little heart. Um, so I'm going to kill you, because I think our relationship has peaked. Yeah, that was, that's all right, fair enough. All right, uh, this is for everyone. I want everyone to sound off on this one, uh, starting with Max here. Uh, what is your favorite wrestling podcast? <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Depending on what you're favorite. Hey, Ruff and Chill. Yay! Rich. The man who works on two other wrestling podcasts. Uh, the what whole the whole ref and show. Yeah. Way better than the J.J. Dillon show or any of the MLW stuff I do. Wow. Wow. I feel like a dick. Effie? <laughs> I was going to say the J.J. Dillon show because I've really been listening to it a lot lately. Um, but the whole ref and show. Did, it's got to be the whole ref and show. It's got to be the whole ref and show. You guys gave me a really good platform this year. And, um, you know, one email to Tony, and he told me I had the best wrestling resume he'd ever seen because I put together an interactive PDF, so take fucking notes. <laughs> um, you, guys, you guys gave me a platform to talk some shit, and it was awesome, and I really appreciate that. Hey, no, we appreciate you. And your answer, Chuck. Charles. Jim Cornette's podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Do we have to pull, do we have to expose ourselves, Darren, like Cornette Chuck, did? Chuck, Chuck is, it, is it true or not true that your merchandise sales have skyrocketed since Cornette started blasting you on the show? Not at all true. <laughs> I'm still very, very poor. <laughs> Except for all the shirts that Effie's buying. Uh, not just because he may or may not be in Gainesville, but uh, the art of wrestling with Cole Cabana. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Hi, Colt. How are you? There He's you gonna go. kill me if I don't say it. No, uh, <laughs> I like that he doesn't stick to like a necessarily chronological order. The conversation goes wherever it goes, and I like that it's conversational. So it feels like you, him, and someone else are just talking. So whenever I'm in the car, as wrestlers, we're always in the car. It's just uh, it's like a good use of time to sort of be in a conversation with friends. It feels like so that's the one that uh, I enjoy the most. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll put Cole Caban over, for sure, yeah. Great. Uh, Auto Wrestling Podcast. Stick around for a show, obviously. Most of you already are. We get it. All right. I think it's time to take some uh, questions from the audience. Sure. Who's got a question? I saw that hand go up first. Uh, or no. Hand no. go up fourth. Well, go ahead. <laughs> hey, you do it. I don't want to be a bad guy here. Right, so this is a question for Matt and Chuck. Um... Chuck, is Quack upset that you're working with Matt? And Matt, is Quack upset that you're using Wrestling Is as <laughs> any sort of thing? You know, wrestling is fun, wrestling is respect, wrestling is forever. 
does Quackenbush hate you? <laughs> I think we might need some context here. What's what's the question here? Oh, just um, there was like all those wrestling is promotions. Wrestling is fun. Wrestling is respect. Wrestling is whatever. And so I figured you have wrestling is forever. Have has he talked to you about it? Is he? <laughs> It's not like he's saying got wrestling or something like that's obviously a ripoff. This guy. Um, I have no idea. Uh, I'll share an anecdotal funny story from my quote unquote real life. Um, I have a friend, uh, and my, my friend's wife one time was like, Oh, you know how Marie hates you? And I was like, Well, I do now. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I hadn't previously known that, so I have no idea, dude. Um, I've always thought he was great and in his mind for wrestling is incredible so that didn't even cross my mind like you were happy with the question I'm like this is for Chuck uh, right? No actually no right yeah he does hate you for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he's upset with me for hanging out with you uh, <laughs> yes sorry no I, I don't know I hope not I don't I haven't a clue yeah. awesome uh, this guy right up here I saw his hand go up first so I want to I want to honor that okay yeah well, this question can go for anybody, but considering the fest is like a music fest primarily, some would say, uh, is there a difference between the way this audience reacts to what you do compared to other federations? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's a lot more uh, casual and or non-fans, so they're less jaded. So uh, they haven't seen you know, a million hours of wrestling like most of us and other wrestling fans. So. They actually uh, genuinely react to like to the cool stuff, and it's it's uh, nice to not have to uh, kill yourself. To not have to. You do it. You, I mean, we do it anyway because we're all dummies and and uh, psychopaths. Would you say that you enjoy this festival more than other places that you've wrestled? Where is it in your enjoyment? It's definitely up there for me. I don't know about about you guys. Have you wrestled for fest before? Yeah, you've done, not at the fest, but you've done the fest wrestling. I couldn't be more excited for this weekend. This is the coolest thing ever. I'm not even going to make it to tomorrow, to be honest, because against me, he's going to play later. That's four times in four days. That'll be my sixth time this year and maybe 45th time in my life. So, yeah, I'm not going to even make it. But, like, assuming the ghost of Matt Cross shows up tomorrow, he's going to be having a blast. <laughs> I have a question for the guy that just had a question. You stand back up. <laughs> Max okay. Greg is not done with you. Are you Faith the No More guy from the ECW crowd? Uh, <laughs> no, my name's Landfill. I play in a band called Iron Reagan. We're playing tonight at eight seconds. Oh, nice! Solid. Sick nice. plug. Sick plug. Counter plug. <laughs> Suck it, Greg. <laughs> Get yourself over. Awesome. You know, I, I, have an, I, I have just a, a different view of the question that you asked and what I see from the fans. There's definitely a lot of quote-unquote smart fans that are here, but there's also a lot of casual fans as well that, that come to these shows. One of the things that, that, I, that I appreciate as an announcer is that if somebody blows a spot, I, I don't think I've heard the you fucked up chant here once, which I think is awesome. Because what, what, like what you were saying about, guys not being, about fans not being jaded, you go to some of these shows where everybody fancies themselves an expert and everybody's behind the scenes like, like you were saying. It's nice to be able to do a show where fans just seem to be enjoying it and they're not, you know, if something doesn't go exactly right, they're not critiquing it like saying, oh, oh yeah, you screwed up or whatever. It's nice to see just that genuine appreciation for what's going on in the ring. Yeah, I second that. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of you fucked up chant at a fest show. 
It's because no one's ever made a mistake at a fest wrestling show. But so that's come what, on out tomorrow. That's what punk music is, man. It doesn't matter how well you play it. It's like, if you get the point across, man, just get it out. Um, I just want to add to Fest that um, I'd been wrestling a little while and doing my thing. I still wrestle a lot of shows in like South Georgia, Alabama. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, my gay ass comes out in some fishnets and I live my best self. Um, I express my gender openly out there. Uh, and I don't always get the best reaction everywhere else especially like in South Georgia or Alabama. Uh, so I came in and I don't, I don't know what I was expecting the reaction to be, but it was really awesome. And they took care of me and people reacted to me in the opposite way they usually do. Um, because I've been called some pretty hateful things and you kind of roll with it and you kind of enjoy the heel heat you get from that. But it was nice to be on the other side where it was like everybody was kind of rooting for that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, who, who is more over at Fest, at Fest Wrestling than Effie? And I understand that that is not something that you see throughout the Southeast. And uh, <laughs> with the one exception being, of course, the, that was the Peacock Center in Pavo, Georgia. You know, uh, they love him in Pavo, Georgia. Let me tell Georgia. you about Pavo, Georgia real quick. Population just to, just to plug it. I started going to Pavo, Georgia like three years ago. There's nothing in Pavo, Georgia. And they hated me. Uh, one guy, he said, you said, you so gay, you can't say you straight. And was giving me all kinds of shit. I dropped the I dropped the line on him. I said, "Honey, I look a lot like your Google search history," so I'd back down. <laughs> and but with that, going from them chanting, you know, some some slurs at me to now, um, I'm taking pictures with everybody's kids. They love me there now. I'm the freaking queen of Pavo. And sometimes it takes people a little while to warm up. And I'm not saying. I, you know, turned to Trump area blue, but um, I did, and <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to do it, but they're still gonna throw some words at me that I'm not always gonna love. Nice. Back to the crowd. Uh, no, change your mind. Oh wow. Oh, fair enough. Uh, hand, hand, <laughs> hand. This will sound good in the uh, when it comes out on. Uh, my questions for Chuck. Uh, if you were to ever stop using the awful waffle, what would you use as a finishing move instead? The Ferguson from Close Explains It All. <laughs> Zing. Uh, I got I have like three moves total, so <laughs> I don't know, like a body slam maybe. Like I got I got nothing. <laughs> like if I have to have a long match, 15 minutes into the match, I'm like I'm out of moves. I'll just start doing the same ones again. If I have to go 30 minutes, like you're gonna see a lot of power bombs because that's one of the three. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Uh, I, if I ever went to WWF, I would be screwed because obviously I can't give them dangerous pile drivers where I drop them on my own penis. So, and uh, it's screwed. for your own good, Chuck. It's for your own. Good. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, sterile now. There's no way I'm having. <laughs> and uh, real quick, because I'm a huge fan of uh, Officer and a Gentleman and Best Friends. So, so sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> No one knows what that means, but I get it. I love it. <laughs> Effie was right. He's apologetic for everything. <laughs> I love all your accomplishments. I'm sorry. No, those especially. Those videos, we do a video series uh, available on highspots.com on the High Spots Network where uh, we get drunk and we just ask people, like, how they wipe their butt is one of our biggest questions. <laughs> and you would be amazed at the responses. No one knows what everyone else does. It's insanity. Anyway, go watch the video series. I'm not going to interrupt you. About to plug. Got time for maybe one last question. Well, there you go. Uh, this one's for Chuck Taylor. Oops, I'm a mess. How do you wipe your butt? <laughs> no, 
not so fun, is it, Chuck? <laughs> Tables have turned. Uh, I'm a sitter, and 50% of the population sits, 50% stands, and 50% uh, doesn't know the other 50 exists. <laughs> See? You people don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. You shamed him at first, but now you've learned the error of your ways. Is that, uh, wait, you got one? Okay, one quick question up top. Sorry, you have to walk for us. Uh, our backs aren't. Uh, this question's for Matt. You mentioned. Uh, for Matt, uh, Sex Pistols, Dead Kennedys, or The Ramones, only one is around. Which one is it? The Ramones. Yeah. That was the easy one. You threw me. You, th you threw. <laughs> All right, kill Chuck Taylor's band. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, one last question, I think, for the entire panel. This is everyone. Everyone's going to answer this one. Um, what advice? This is not a funny one, actually. Uh, what advice would you give to anyone who wanted to do what you do? Oh, yeah, you're last. You are last, my friend. Uh, be friends with Tony, because that's all that happened for me. I have no uh, <laughs> no, no history in this business or anything. It just kind of happened because Tony told me to. Awesome. I will quickly say Tony does uh, give a lot of people a chance. He gave us a chance. He gave us this hour tonight. So, yeah, Tony Weinbender, man. Everyone meet him, okay? Give you all something to do, for sure. <laughs> yeah, really. Tony? Uh, Rich? Don't. Whoa! That was harsh. But don't, but if you're going to, just know that it's not going to be easy. And that uh, at this point, it's... Again, it's about fun. It's not about money at this at this point for me. It's just about being part of something and, and doing something that's fun and being part of a community. Um, as far as like wrestlers or, or announcers or, or whatever, like if you get into it and your goal is to get to the top, like the chances of that happening are very, very slim. So enjoy the ride and enjoy the process and don't just focus on whatever ideal finish line it is because it may or may not be what you think it is. And there's going to be a lot of hockey. going to be a ton of hockey. Inside joke. Uh, be yourself. I'm really sick and tired of AJ Styles clones. I've said that multiple times. The amount of shows you get to where the guys are dressed like AJ Styles and they're doing AJ Styles moves, I don't care and I don't want to see it anymore. So just do your own thing. It might not be what everybody else is doing. And also um, invest in Bitcoin because you know you don't always break even. Um, sometimes you make good money. Sometimes you don't. Uh, but you know, thank God Bitcoin I think hit six thousand and I'm sitting pretty man. <laughs> um, just don't be a dipshit. I think like it's good life advice in general. Like, you just run into too many dipshits, man. Life's too short to be a dipshit. Just be cool. Just be nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. That's a good one. I'd say try to be as much as you can like AJ Styles. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to Pele kick. No. There is, gonna, there is gonna be a fight on this panel before it's ever over. Yay. The irony is he's my favorite wrestler. Um, I kind of have two answers that I mean with like the same amount of vigor. A being don't, <laughs> that's, that's already been touched on. And the second one kind of goes full circle, I guess, and especially is a maybe extra appropriate because we're at Fest, which is a punk rock music festival. But um, if you're gonna do it, just like do it. Uh, when I heard punk rock, 
what I gleaned out of it was that the DIY uh, ethos, we can, we can do it. Uh, if it wasn't for punk rock music, I wouldn't be sitting here. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad, uh, but it's true. I wouldn't have pursued wrestling if I hadn't heard against me. I wouldn't have pursued wrestling and maybe think all these things that, okay, traveling the world and getting paid in such a niche, little, insane thing. Like, there's no way you can carve out a living doing that. But these bands and the style and, and all, these, all of us as a community made me think, like, it's worth pursuing and why can't I do that? Um, I'm going to go down that road. And, like, even to go back with the wrestling is for everything and not as a plug, but I was like, I want to do it, but I don't know how to make merchandise. I'll learn. I don't know how to make a website. I'll learn. Every single one of us can do whatever that is. So whether you want to be a makeup artist or a novelist or a wrestler or anything or be in a band, just do it. Just do it. Just start doing it and then don't stop. When I started and we all started, it was like, who was it? Who were we running the roads with? Like CM Punk and uh, Seth Rollins and, I mean, like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and on and on and on and on. And it's all these guys that a year ago or two years ago or three years ago were sleeping on my floor and now they're making millions of dollars doing what they love. And it's not about money, but they made it. And they made it just because they kept going and they kept trying. And hard work can't be denied forever. You just do it and you do it and you do it. Whether Whatever it is that you want to do, just go for it. Because we all have that within ourselves. Everybody wants to believe in something, but they never want to believe in themselves. So, so it's like not to get weird or like, I don't know. It's like whether it's religion or whatever, everybody puts their, like, puts their stock in something. And it's like, believe in yourself. And that's what punk rock music taught me. And that's what I, again, took from it. And I mean, you could have the Ramones and like, now I want to sniff some glue and, and I don't want to sniff some glue. Uh, to me, it was more minor threat. And I was like, wait a minute. And like Black Flag putting together their own tours and they didn't know what they were doing. And they're like, let's just fucking figure it out. So every one of us, like, I'm sure when Chuck Taylor started, he didn't like go to the wrestling manual or he didn't DM his favorite wrestler and be like, what do I do? He just fucking figured it out. There's no outline, there's no platform for anything in life. You just fucking start doing it today. Like this second, just start doing it. Like. I want to be in a, like, this fest for me has been so inspiring. Like, when I get home, like, I think I'm going to, I was in a band before. I want to start another band, like, just from this. Because, like, punk rock music, that's what it does. It's not, like, check out how sweet I am at my instrument. Like, I remember my buddy being like, oh, man, I don't like my stereo. It sucks. I'm like, dude, first of all, we listen to punk rock. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> my stereo sucks, and it sounds awesome. Like, you don't need Bose headphones to listen to this stuff, man. That's not what it's about. Like, you missed the point, you know? So, like... There is no manual, there's no whatever. It's just it's just figuring it out step by step and going and learning. We still don't know what we're doing. We're still making it up. And now someone asked us to talk about it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. None of us, I'm sure, know what we're doing, right? We just fucking do it. Just do it. And, and that power is, is within every single one of us. And it's just, it's not even tapping into it. It's just being like, let me fucking, let's just pull that out of myself. Like, believe in myself and just go and just do it. So, yeah, sorry, I got all worked up. But you, you know what I find the coolest thing is how, the the parallels between being in an, being in a band and whether it's an announcer or whether a wrestler but where, where you're putting your stuff together like I, I remember being in bands way back like when i was in high school and college and stuff and you'd you'd have your cd or your tape and you'd put it in the in, in the bubble mailer and you know go down to the post office and you mail 10 at a time to whoever and it's it's kind of the same thing for for wrestlers where you're trying to get bookings obviously like internet has, has changed all that but it's the parallels are very 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 similar and you're getting in a car and you're driving wherever. And if you're a wrestler, maybe you're driving with four or five of your friends. If you're in a band, you've got you know, the three or four guys in the van with you or, or your car, but you're just driving to wherever to play in front of 10 people, 100 people if, if you're lucky to not really know what you're gonna get paid nine out of 10 times or even if you're gonna get paid. I think it's awesome that the two scenes have finally come together where it's like you can be a hardcore fan or a punk fan or a metal fan or whatever and not be made fun of now because you like wrestling and or, or you like comic books or you like some of these things that 
maybe even five years ago, you were a nerd and you were a dork for liking this stuff. And it's kind of like, you, everybody's kind of come together. The scenes are so similar. On, and it comes back to what Fest is all about. I'm just glad that these two things have kind of come together because they're so similar to begin with that now to have this all in one, that, that's what, to me, that's what makes Fest so awesome. I agree, and I echo that, definitely. Um, even just uh, doing a podcast. Hey, we didn't know how to do it. Let's do a wrestling podcast. How do you do that? So we had to learn on the fly. And, uh, oh, man, it's great. We've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed talking to all of you guys for sure. And uh, once again, we appreciate you being here. So uh, Max Gregg, thank you for being here. Yeah, Max Gregg, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Rich Bokini, thank you. I've talked enough. Thank you. Thank you. Effie, thank you. Chuck Taylor, thank you very much. And thank you, Mr. Matt Cross, as well. A big thank you to The Fest. Thank you to Fest Wrestling. Thank you to everybody here. We appreciate you showing up for the whole Reffin show. So once again, my name is Perry Smith. And my name is Darren Beasley. And uh, that's it, you guys. See you at Fest Wrestling tomorrow. We are family. Woo! Thank you. Woo!